Hello, I'm Erica and welcome to the Long Play Lounge. You know, after 10 years of soundtracking your evenings on 94.3 Radio 1 International, I realized that there is a stack load of interviews of all my celebrity guest artists that need to be heard by a wider audience. So, I've started a podcast to do just that. And together we can hang out with the A-listers that have been on my playlist, both current and past. The long play candid chats, behind the scene outtakes, intimate one-on-ones and juicy bits of fun trivia will get you to bond with your global icon instantly. And if you happen to be in Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore or Chennai, make sure you check in to Drive with Erica on 94.3 Radio 1. It's the primetime evening show and it happens every weekday 4 to 9 p.m. Well, this podcast is a Radio 1 production and is available on hdsmartcast.com, India's fastest-growing podcast-producing platform. Only one of the greatest guitarists in the world, Slash, survived his Guns N' Roses days and his snake pit only to navigate the manic traffic on Mumbai's city streets. <laughs> well, we got him on the phone and needless to say, I was starstruck. I grew up with the images of him wild and shirtless and crazy hair under that signature top hat and stunning us with his legendary guitar riffs. I mean, those were the MTV days. What we are greeted with in this conversation is the millennial Slash. I'm going to leave you to discover that. This has got to be one of my favorite interviews. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, is that Slash? Yeah, hi. <laughs> can't believe you're right here in Mumbai City. I, I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. You know, you've been dancing in my head for long enough. Oh, yeah, we've been trying to get down here for long enough. <laughs> Firstly, I have to say, listen, welcome to Mumbai. This is a crazy manic city that we call home and that we love. So welcome to our city. Oh, uh, thank you. We've been <laughs> driving all around today. Really? <laughs> yeah, so it was cool. We went to a couple temples. We went and hung out and bought some stuff. Yeah, it is crazy traffic, I'll tell you. That's awesome. Did you go out with your top hat and your sunnies? No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just asking for your attention. (laughs) Hey, but listen, talk to us about first impressions of our city and our people. Well, the people have been great and very, very gracious. The city itself is just, you know, super energetic and there's just a million things going on. We went to the Bell Temple and then we went to, I forgot what the other temple is called, but in the city, we go and offer up flowers and stuff to Mm -hmm. the, the elephant and then so on. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and then we went and bought some other stuff, you know, wandering around. But it's just been really nice. Fantastic. I've been wanting to come here again for so long. It's been ages. You know, you've got some serious hardcore, you know, rock fans here, I have to say. They've been idolizing you and following you right through Guns N' Roses, Slashes, Snake Pit, uh, there's Velvet Revolver, and of course now Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. What would you like to say to them this evening as you get ready to play for them? Well, I mean, I just, from the bottom of my heart, I have to say thanks for you know just being there this whole time it's been quite a journey you know up to this point and it doesn't show any signs of slowing down so i i just appreciate the fans that have been there through the whole thing and then also to the fans that have come on you know just lately and i'm just looking forward to the show tomorrow you know slash i mean you are the legendary riff maker but we want to know today who is it that you idolize and who and what inspires you today oh well i mean most of the guys that inspire me are the same guys that inspired me when i was a kid 
you know. It's such a long list of, you know, rock bands and guitarists and so on. But I mean, like, I started out with, you know, Zeppelin and Aerosmith and ACDC and Motorhead and Eric, you know, Cream and, and just the list goes on and on. And those are still some of my favorite bands and guitarists and so on. And then as of, you know, as of late, like when we got into the 90s, you know, I loved Soundgarden, I loved Alice in Chains, I loved Nirvana, and, you know, and then the whole sort of rock scene has become very different in the millennium and there's not as many artists that I find as inspiring because they just don't do the same kind of music that turned me on when I got into all this. Right. So, yeah, for the most part, it's a lot of older bands. Well, you know, you're bringing the sounds of your new album, World on Fire, to Mumbai fans. Uh, fans, let me inform you, are going to be screaming for some of your classics as well. Will you be playing any of those? Yeah, we tend to do a mix of stuff, and I'm sure fans who've been paying close attention know that. So, we do stuff from the new album, we do stuff from the last couple of records, and some Velvet Revolver stuff here and there, and we do some Guns N' Roses stuff. So, it's a long set. It's like a two-hour set. Amazing. You know, I've got, you know, a serious hardcore fan on standby. Can I bring him into this conversation to ask you a question? Uh, sure. Okay. Two Blue, are you there? I'm here. Okay, Two Blue, go for it. It's Slash on the other line. Oh my God. I never thought in my wildest imagination that this moment would come true. And on radio, wow. Hi, I'm Two Blue. I'm a hard rock singer from Mumbai. Uh-huh. And I have one question for you, which is, I've read your autobiography and you mentioned a pacemaker and how uh-huh. it needs to adjust to the increased heart activity when you go on stage. I, I can assure you, like Erica said, Mumbai fans and Bangalore fans are going to be rowdy as hell. So over the years, have you developed some kind of a coping mechanism to deal with the noise and the adrenaline? No, no, that's pretty much my MO, you know. Uh, it's all, it's really, it's all about the excitement and the energy and the chaos of a live performance. That's what I live off of. So that's all good. The more the more crazy and the more loud and the more adrenaline pumping kind of energy, the better I am, you know. Okay. Wow. Okay, great. Thanks for that too. Thank you. Thank you. Back to you, Slash. You know, your recent video to the single Beneath the Savage Sun raises awareness for endangered African elephants. Uh, mm. What was it that got you to get you involved in this in this cause? Well, actually, I've been a, a pretty avid animal activist, wildlife activist for a long time, but it was the first time that we ever did a specific song about it. You know, so, and what happened was that Miles and I went to South Africa last year. Right. I think it was last year. And so it, it was Miles' first experience with elephants ever like in person and so you know one of the things that we did was find out sort of firsthand about the poaching situation that's going on in Africa across Africa and so he ended up writing some lyrics based on the point of view from an elephant who was facing that sort of grim reality and so I had written some music and we put the two together and wrote the song uh, Underneath the Savage Sun and so when the album was released I thought you know I don't really like doing conventional videos Mm -hmm. if I didn't even do any videos for this record except for I thought what if we did a song you know showing sort of the harsh you know the extreme conditions elephants are under and I, I have a partnership with IFA and I went to them and I asked them if I could get some footage to put together to edit together to base this video on that mm-hmm. and so we did and that was the video that was basically to raise awareness for that particular subject. It's very interesting because we are fighting to save the Indian elephant as well. We have only 800 tuskers left. Um, right. Well, it's the Indian elephant, the Indian rhino, the tiger. I mean, everything. I mean, so my whole thing is not just for African elephants, it's for everything. But that right. particular song was influenced by the African. Right. I mean, it's, it's really interesting because, I mean, global stars like you do well to bring attention to the cause. Well, I know. I mean, I figured awareness is the key thing, and the more attention you can get, 
you know, because with the average person, everybody's so busy, you're not really thinking about, you know, say, what buying a piece of ivory will do, or even thinking about endangered animals in general anyway. But the more it's brought up to you, the more you become aware of it, the more things that you know not to do and what not to support and so on and so forth. So I think it's important. And I mean, eventually I want to do a really big, massive concert, which is going to be a fundraiser for poaching in general. So mm-hmm. it's just global. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now is a really, really good time for it. Back to you and being a rock star. Talk to us about your favorite rock star moment, Slash. My favorite rock star? I wouldn't even know. <laughs> The whole, the whole rock star thing is more a perception that other people have. Right. I mean, I just sort of do what I do. Right. And other people go, oh my God. And I'm like, oh, I didn't really realize <laughs> yeah. that was a thing, you know. Yeah, well, you, know, you know, speaking of perception, drug, sex, and rock and roll consider the unholy trinity. Is that like the inevitable rite of passage for a rock star? Uh, I don't think it's the inevitable rite of passage, but it is that sort of rabbit hole we all tend to fall into, mm-hmm. you know. And I have no regrets about it. I mean, I had to go through a lot and get to this point. I'm glad still be here but uh, you know I mean it's not something it's not a a written law that you have to go through that and I don't think it's essential to being a musician and to playing rock and roll or anything (laughs) you know okay would you say your appetite for destruction has tempered a bit then Um, you know for me it's always been a a place for you know where you come from musically the rest of it's just what you do in your spare time I don't think the twain necessarily meet on the same ground I don't think that's supposed to be your inspiration to write great rock and roll music. So okay. my appetite for destruction is pretty much the same. I'm just not as self-destructive. That's good to know. <laughs> That's good to know. So listen, nearly a week in India, what are your plans? Well, I mean, right now I'm just focused on the gig tomorrow. Okay. That's what I'm really here for. Right. But we have a few days off before we take off to Bengaluru. So mm-hmm. we're just going to be hanging out and going and finding out, you know, things to do. We've been talking about it. So okay. we'll see. Awesome, awesome. Listen, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. It's been legendary having you on the show. Thank you. Nice talking to you. All right, cheers. And as we wrap up, here's our fun bit of trivia. Saul Hudson, a.k.a. Slash, had a head start into the world of music and entertainment and rock and roll. His mother, Ola, was this costume designer for John Lennon. And his father, Anthony, was the album cover designer for the likes of Neil Young and David Bowie. Also, Joni Mitchell was his neighbor. And later, his mum would date David Bowie. So, can you imagine? So much creativity and genius about him, it had to rub off. Slash went ahead to become one of the world's greatest guitar slayers who would play pivotal roles in bands like Guns N' Roses, Velvet Revolver and of course Slash's Snake Pit. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did bringing it to you. And yes, there's more uploaded for this season one. Now please do drop us a text or email with your comments to Erica D underscore official or 94.3 Radio 1 India, both on Insta. We really work off your feedback and would love to know what you think and how we can improve and who we should try and interview next. We've got lots more interviews for you to enjoy this season, so binge on it or sample it slowly. You can decide. For more feedback, you can reach out to us on HT Smartcast. We're present across all social, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Clubhouse. And to listen to more podcasts, log on to www.htsmartcast.com. This was a Radio One production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.